to episode 11 of Ridiculously Happy People with me, Sophia Lemon, wedding and portrait photographer, fur mama, and nature walker. My goal is to help you get creative and spend more of your time doing what makes you ridiculously happy. In this episode, I'm sharing some easy tips for taking better family portraits. This isn't a list for you to write down and take to your photographer. Instead, these are tips that you can use to document everyday life with your family. You can see the photos that go along with this episode at sophialemon.com 11 and get your questions answered in the Facebook community at Ridiculously Happy People. And that's spelled P-P-L. Thanks for sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're a grandparent or fun aunt, then your family can use these tips to take better Facebook photos. Do them a favor and send this along to them. It's easy from sophialemon.com slash podcast. Hello, ridiculously happy people. Yesterday, I had a family photo session with about 15 people near Godrich, Ontario. Godrich is about two hours away from my place. I left an hour early just in case there was traffic and I figured I'd stop at a coffee shop um, to spend that extra hour, but instead I wound up going straight to the session. Why? Because the closer I got, the more it looked like it would rain. The family was afraid it was going to pour, but because the whole family doesn't get together too often, they didn't want to risk putting the session off. So I arrived an hour early in the hopes that we would beat the rain. We didn't. Instead, it poured pretty much right when I got there. We started taking all of the photos on their covered deck. It wasn't ideal, but it was working all right. But then it stopped raining, and we made it to the beach to finish off the session. It was overcast and beautiful. You might be like those people at sunny day weddings who turn to me and say, boy, you really can't beat these conditions. I usually just smile and say, yeah. But the truth is, for a photographer, sunshine isn't best. In the middle of the afternoon, actually, overcast is the best because it diffuses the sunlight. That means no harsh shadows on people's faces and no squinty eyes. It makes for way better photos than direct sunlight. And that's what I'm talking about today, how to take better family photos. As a photographer, I'm often asked this question from people. And in the past, I've sat down with friends to explain the physics of photography. I've struggled through the settings on their cameras, written notes, drawn diagrams, and gone over the relationship between ISO 200 F 5.6 and 1 over 250 again, and again, and again. Ultimately, I don't think I've helped anyone this way, so I've decided to try another approach. This episode is not about what ISO, aperture, and shutter speed combination produces the best photographs, or what zoom lens you'll need, or how much sunlight is too much sunlight, This episode is about taking the best photos of your family you can with the equipment you have right now. It won't make you a professional, but it will help you take photos you'll be more proud to show off. So here's the first tip. Simplify. 
Simple is the mantra of this episode. Check out the blog to see the photo of me in my Halloween costume. It's reasonably exposed and in focus, I'm pretty sure, but the TV, the candlesticks, the fireplace, and everything else around me is visual clutter, which distracts from the subject. Me in my totally awesome creepy costume. The fireplace is a nice focal point for a room, and I love sitting by it in the winter, but it doesn't work as a backdrop in this photo. Despite that, many people plop their kids in front of the fireplace for photos. So tip number one is to declutter your photos. Choose a setting without too many pieces of furniture, fewer architectural details, and a place that is generally more uniform. The fewer elements there are in the area to distract from your focal point, the better. This goes for props as well. Your Pinterest might be full of them, but in the time it takes you to set up that perfect scene, you'll miss out on the moment you had intended to photograph. Tip number two, say cheese. Maybe. A forced smile looks, well, forced, but a bride and groom looking into each other's eyes is always disgustingly magical. This is why I ask couples to look at each other rather than at my camera. Not everyone responds to say cheese with a covergirl smile, myself included, and especially when it comes to children, trying to force a smile can be a bit of a nightmare and ultimately ruin a moment. Tip two is to embrace the moment that you're photographing. If your kids are totally engaged in what they're doing, don't distract them. Don't spend your time asking them to smile. Candid photos are always the best. If you photograph your kids being kids, you're bound to capture something great. But as soon as you force the whole family and the dog to sit down for a photo and smile, you lose the natural beauty of that moment. And it's nearly impossible to get kids and a dog to focus at the same time while keeping husbands calm, cool, and collected. Trust me, I have seen it. Tip three, delete. My parents have an antique desk full of photographs from my childhood. And when I say full, I should clarify that I mean literally bursting with photographs. When I went through it and scanned photos for this episode, I literally couldn't close the thing. Most of these photos will never see the light of day. They're just taking up space. Yet my parents refuse to clean it out. With digital photography, there is no need to hold on to photos. The first thing I do when I download a session onto my computer is delete the photos no one will ever want to see again. That includes the mother of the groom yawning, or the best man looking, but definitely not drunk. Keep what you love and throw away what you don't. Unless you intend to embarrass your kids with photos like this, in which case I recommend a huge external hard drive, delete it right away. Otherwise, it's just taking up space you could fill with smiles and a lot of music. Tip number four, more light. Let's get a little technical for a moment. Light is absolutely essential in producing great photographs. If you don't have enough of it, then your photo will be dark and grainy. And if you have too much, then you'll have harsh shadows and lots of squinting. I'm by no means suggesting that you go out and buy a set of photo lights because that wouldn't be simple, but there is one easy thing to consider when taking photos. 
the best light is bright but diffused. This means outside on an overcast day or in the shade, like I described earlier. If you're setting up your little ones to document a special moment like their first day of school, go outside and have them stand in the shade. Pay attention to the shadows on their face. For example, if you place them under a tree, there might be highlights where the sun is peeking through the leaves. Under the veranda might be better. I also recommend that under most circumstances, you avoid using your flash. You will not need it outside in sunlight, and if you can avoid it inside, you should. Flash tends to wash out skin and make people look shiny. And the last tip, get in the photos. I love selfies with kids. I'm also constantly dumbfounded by selfies with kids. How is it that a two-year-old understands what a camera is, where to look, and how to pose like a sassy adult? I don't get it, but it's adorable. You'll notice from a lot of my childhood photographs that my mother seems absent. She wasn't. She was just behind the camera in all of the photos. And this is the case with a lot of mothers today. Although today, with video, you can hear her voice, many mothers forget to actually get in photos with their family. But there's nothing wrong with taking a quick selfie with your hubby and kids as you drive across the country on your fun and exhausting family vacation. Give it a go. You'll love the photos a lot more when you're actually in them. These tips are meant to help you take better photos of your family in everyday life using only the tools you already have. They're not meant to make you a professional or discount the value of a family portrait session, but I know how important it is to you that you capture all of the little moments of your kiddos as they grow. Remember to simplify your images by removing clutter and choosing a location with a reasonably uniform background. Let your family be in the moment and don't distract them to make them smile at the camera Delete photos that you have no interest in keeping. Choose a well-lit and diffused location for special moments. And remember to be in some of the photos with your family and not just take them. These tips will help you take spectacular photos of everyday life with your family. To see the photos from my childhood that go along with this episode, and to contact me directly, go to sophialemon.com slash 11. If you need a little more guidance on this subject or are looking for some more inspiration, you can join the community on Facebook at Ridiculously Happy People. And you can follow me on Instagram for more sneak peeks and shenanigans at Ridiculously Happy People. And remember, that's PPL. If you like what you hear, I highly recommend you subscribe at sophialemon.com slash podcast. And you can share the love by leaving me a five-star review at sophialemon.com slash review. I have one more fun resource for you folks, and that is my picture-perfect guide. If you're stressing out a little bit about wearing the right clothes, about how to prepare your kids, or whatever when planning for your family portrait session, you can download my picture-perfect guide right to your phone, It's a handy-dandy little app, and you can consult it in the 30 days leading up to your session. What it includes is a bunch of tips from hairstylists, makeup artists, and skincare professionals 
as well as other professionals, and my tips so that you are picture perfect ready for your family photo session. There's also an app for brides and bridesmaids and an app for the groom and groomsmen. You can get your copy of the apps at pictureperfect.guide. That's P-I-C-T-U-R-E-P-E-R-F-E-C-T dot G-U-I-D-E. And it's totally free. All you have to do is pop in your email address and your name, and you'll be taken right to the download page with instructions on how to install it on your phone. It's super handy. And let me know what you think. Finally, I want to thank Benjamin Edward for my super cool caricature and Ben Sound for my awesome beats. Thanks for listening and see you soon.